Welcome to the Kaiju Transmissions Podcast. I am Kyle Bird. I'm Matt Parmley. Um, and today uh, we are here to talk about um, a couple dinosaur movies, uh, stop-motion dinosaur films. Um, I think uh, as far as uh, subgenres adjacent to Kaiju, I think dinosaur movies are... Uh, something that uh, we both enjoy quite a bit. Um, and we have picked two um, movies that I think a lot of people probably remember from their childhoods, um, one of whom uh, is our friend, author John LeMay, who is here as a special guest host. Welcome. Welcome, John. Welcome back. Good to be back again. Um, and, uh, yeah, this falls nicely in line with... Uh, um, a book that you uh, released um, not long ago, uh, uh, Lost Film, Lost, God damn it! I can never, I always get it backwards. What's the name of this thing? It's uh, Lost Films of the Lost World. And uh, even though neither of these movies are in that particular book, um, it does kind well, of... One of them's going to be in Volume 2, so yeah. Volume 2 is going to have Planet of the Dinosaurs. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, um, uh, a lot, like 95% of the movies in there are probably like old school dinosaur movies. So, um, and then, like you said, you have a second volume coming out in the near future that will cover one of these films. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this kind of falls in line with a lot of the books covered there, uh, in that um, these are two movies that I think a lot of people um, saw as kids. Um, so uh, the two selections here are Dinosaurus um, and uh, Planet of the Dinosaurs. Um, both uh, are, like I said, old-school stop-motion dinosaur films. Um, uh Aside from them both being, you know, stop-motion dinosaur films, there there's not really a reason other than we wanted to talk about both of these movies, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for us to pair them. Um, I will say, uh, um, as far as... If, if you take out Willis O'Brien and Ray Harryhausen, um, their dinosaur films, these are... Uh, among the, the, the better stop-motion dinosaur movies out there, um, aside from uh, When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, so um, uh, we have 
uh, Dinosaurus uh, first. Um, uh, that is from 1960. Um, and it's uh, <clears throat> produced by Jack H. Harris, um, who's primarily known as the person uh, behind The Blob. Um, and we, we talked a lot about him and his life and career when we uh, talked about The Blob a couple years ago um, for one of the Halloween episodes. Um, and uh, he is also bringing with him the director, uh, Irvin Yeworth, who also directed The Blob, um, and uh, really didn't direct a whole lot of movies. I think there's maybe five or so features, maybe six that he directed, uh, but three sci-fi films. There's The Blob, The 4D Man, and Dinosaurus, um, which I never saw The 4D Man, but I really like The Blob and Dinosaurus, so I, I, I should probably check it out. Um, uh, now, uh, this one um, is a, this is a movie I first saw um, probably when I was like eight years old, um, and I liked it. It, it. It's not something I rewatched a lot throughout my life, but, um, it's one that I watched a lot as a little kid, and then when the Blu-ray came out a few years ago and I bought it, it's one of those movies that I hadn't seen in, like, over 20 years, and I watched it, and I was like, I remember, like, practically all of this. Um, so it, it left an impression on eight-year-old me, for whatever reason, um, and it was also one I remember being on, like, Monster Vision and stuff every now and then. Um, uh, did, did you guys, did either of you see this as a kid? Yeah, totally similar to what you just said. I saw it as a kid. I liked it. Uh, I didn't uh, watch it a whole lot. But I just had this random memory hit me, and I better let it out there before I forget it later. I actually had a... Do you remember how they used to do double box VHSs, like two tapes in one sleeve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those? Yeah. So yeah. I, I had the one that was literally uh, Planet of Dinosaurs and Dinosaurus. I kid you not. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There there you go. Yeah. We, have, uh, we have found a reason to have these paired up. Yes. Um, I actually... and I, I mean, I, I, I was unfamiliar with that VHS two-pack that you just mentioned, but um, I, these are both movies that I watched around the same time. It was around the same time I was getting into Godzilla, um, and, you know, I was also watching, you know, dinosaur movies. I was a dinosaur kid. Um, but, yeah, I, I watched both of these movies for the first time in, like, 92, 93, and probably within, honestly, probably a couple weeks of each other. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Matt? So my confession is that I've never seen Dinosaurus. That's really uh, I surprising. Seen, I had seen snippets. I vividly remember the ending, and I oh, vividly yeah, yeah. remember it. Like that's that's the thing I remember. I also vividly remember the the Brontosaurus like stampeding across the jungle. But I'd only seen that like in snippets. So maybe I caught you know something on Monster Vision, but I I had never seen it from start to finish. Okay, that does surprise me because, um, yeah, I don't know. This is a movie I remember the the mo This movie had like a present of I don't know. It just seemed to have a presence when I was a kid, um, and uh, uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, this is one that uh, I dug a lot as a kid, and um, like I said, when I when I it, when I came out on Blu-ray a few years ago from Kino Lorber, 
I, I got it, because I was like, oh, I, I bet that's a movie I would still have fun with, and I not only did I still enjoy it, but, like, I remembered so much of it, and it's something I hadn't watched since I was, like, my daughter's age, and so it made an impression for whatever reason. Um, so, I, you know, I talked about the director, I talked about the producer, um, uh... So, uh, we already know this is not, uh, an O'Brien or a Harryhausen film, um, uh, so, um, uh, the animation and, uh, you know, the effects work was done by a, a small, uh, independent effects house called Project Unlimited. Um, Project Unlimited was founded in 1956, um, by, uh, three guys. There was Wa Chang, uh, Gene Warren, and Tim Barr. Um, and, uh, you know, one of their first jobs was, uh, Monster from Green Hell, which was a giant bug movie. Um, uh, they also did, uh, Jack the Giant Killer. Um, by the time they'd done Jack the Giant Killer, Jim Danforth, um, had joined them. Um, he did not work on Dinosaurus, but, um, a few years later, you know, when they were doing Giant Killer, he did work on that. Um, but they, they were also, um... Uh, one of George Pale's regulars for uh, special effects. Like, they worked on the Time Machine. Uh, they won an Oscar for Time Machine. Um, also, uh, yeah, Tom Thumb. Um, they also worked on uh, TV shows like The Outer Limits. Um, and uh, they, they weren't around too long. They, they closed in 1969 when um, Hua Chang and um, uh, Gene Warren formed a new company called Excelsior, and they made more, like, educational films. Um, Jim Danforth stuck around for a long time and uh, worked on a lot of stuff. I mean, um, uh, at some point in the near future, I think we're going to talk about his best uh, uh, work, which was probably When Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. Um, uh, <clears throat> now, I, I did mention uh, one Willis O'Brien, um, and uh, believe it or not... Um, uh, when they were getting this movie off the ground, um, Jack Harris actually um, called O'Brien and more or less uh, brought him on as almost like a technical consultant um, on the movie. I, uh, he didn't work on any of the animation or helped help with any of the you know construction of any of the models or anything like that. Um, but uh, you know I. You know, this was Harris's first time doing like a stop motion thing, and I think he was just like, "I should call the guy that made King Kong and like ask him how to do this." <laughs> um, and it sounds like O'Brien was more or less kind of kind of there to tell him, you know, the kind of materials he might need. And uh, I think um, uh, uh, his biographer Greg Coulon, who I had on here over the winter. Um, he said that uh, he thinks O'Brien was the one that turned to, that recommended Project Unlimited um, and those guys for the job. Um, so I don't know. That's a kind of cool little factoid uh, that you know. I mean, he wasn't involved creatively, but Obi, you know, w he did give advice to these guys who were kind of didn't know how to how to make a movie like this. Um, in hearing that, the, my first thought was, like, why Why didn't they just hire him? But um, if you look at the timeline, like, this would have been probably in production around, like, the late 50s, because it came out in 1960. So if you're looking at, you know, 
1959 or something, that would probably place Obi around the time that um, the Irwin Allen's Lost World remake was being made, where um, O'Brien had, uh, uh, you know, he'd done a lot of paintings and concept art. Um, I can't remember if he made any dinosaur models or anything, but that was supposed to be in, done in stop motion, and then, you know... Uh, Irwin Allen and O'Brien had a meeting with Fox who just said, look, the budget is not in here for stop motion. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's Obi. I mean, (laughs) things never go his way. Um, But, I mean, he did spend a lot of time on that, which means he was paid, you know, I mean, he was still, movie didn't need him in the end, but he was paid for his work. And, um, you know, Obi really... You know, when he did stuff like Black Scorpion and Giant Behemoth, like he was doing that because, like, hey, I I need work. And at the time, Dinosaurus was coming out. Um, even if Fox had already made the decision not to move ahead with stop motion, um, I don't think he he probably you know had just got a lot of money from them and was fine financially, where he wouldn't need to do a movie like this. Um, but. Um, the dinosaur models were were actually made by uh, Marcel Delgado, or um, uh, uh, who uh, built the models for uh, King Kong, Son of Kong, um, Mighty Joe Young. Um, he he made the the model for uh, the original Guanji model for the '40s one that didn't get made, um, and in the Lost World, even. I mean, he started with Obi, and you know. Um, Obi might have even been the person to to recommend Delgado to to make the dinosaurs. Um, the problem for that uh, was that Delgado was, I mean, this was not a a, a big studio, giant, big budget movie that you know he was used to working on with Obi, um, and and because this didn't have the budget of an Obi movie, um, he was given like half of his normal time to make the dinosaurs and. I know that he, um, you know, he, he didn't get to do all the, the things he likes to do with skin, you know, uh, uh, making the skins for the models. And, uh, he, I know he, he wasn't very happy with how, how they turned out, but, um, uh, but anyway, um, that's just some behind the scenes stuff for you. Um, Matt, you want to give us a, 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 a plot synopsis for Dinosaurus? Yeah, so you have um, basically an American engineering team, and they're trying to clear out this island to build a, a harbor, and they got a bunch of heavy machinery. Um, during their uh, time on the island, they basically there a lady goes and she she's diving in water, and she comes back and she's like, "There's something under there," and then they do a little bit of uh, more diving, and they find out that these these two dinosaurs perfectly pre- preserved, they've been frozen. Um, and they bring them, they decide to go ahead and, and bring them back up to sea. And they're like, hey, uh, they're dead. It's going to be fine. And of course, they get struck by lightning uh, the, the same night by storm. And, and now they're awakened. Um, there's also a caveman in this who's also awakened. And uh, he kind of run, runs around the island to comedic relief and sees mirrors and breaks into houses and doesn't understand how to eat things. And it's, it's a grand old time. Um, and then basically you have... You have like this uh, guy that lives on the island that basically he's like the mayor in charge kind of while the other person that's really in charge is away. And he's very abusive to like this 
uh, I guess, son figure, adopted son. I don't know. He's like the guardian of this little kid named Julio. And uh, he's a gigantic jerk. They find out that there is a caveman. So he spends most of his time ignoring his son that's gone or adopted son or whomever that's gone missing while all the dinosaurs are roaming. And instead is trying to basically capture the caveman because he wants to be able to make a boatload of money. Um, and then, you know, normal shenanigans, the dinosaurs fight, the brontosaurus gets defeated. You think the brontosaurus is dead. And then when things could get worse for the brontosaurus, as it gets back up, it like goes into a, uh, quicksand pit and dies, which is pretty horrific actually. And then eventually the Tyrannosaurus has the final showdown, um, gets knocked off a cliff with heavy machinery the bad guy or the main sort of uh, antagonist gets killed during one of the, the sequences. The caveman sacrifices himself, saves some of the heroes in a cave sequence. And uh, yeah, that's. I have a question real quick on the ending for this, by the way. <laughs> I uh, feel like I know what ending, it's going to be, but go for it. Well, it's got to be like Carnosaur, right? Like that's the <laughs> same, <laughs> same ending. Uh yeah, uh, <laughs> I've never um, seen like yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you've seen Carnosaur, <laughs> is this the inspiring Carnosaur? I don't know. It's also uh, uh, it's also interesting that um, the original ending uh, O'Brien's original ending for Guanji ended with uh, Guanji being pushed off a cliff by a, uh-huh. a vehicle. Well, there's that too. Um, yeah. it's one of those things where I wonder if, you know, I mean, when they were like asking O'Brien, like, Hey, how do we like, how do we kill the dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I just, I just wonder if they were like, can you tell us how to like do this? If he was like, Oh, you know, there was, I, I don't know. Maybe he was like, you know, I almost made a dinosaur movie and, uh, this is how it ended. And feel free to use it. Cause I, I didn't make it cause I'm that's me. A good, good point. <laughs> I think that's good conjecture. Um, and you know, Delgado even built that original Guanji. And so, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they were just like, yeah, you know, I wonder if just one of those guys, Delgado or O'Brien or someone might've said like, you know, I was going to make this dinosaur movie and it was going to be like this. And they were like, oh, that's a kind of neat, uh, way to get rid of a a T-Rex. And maybe that's why, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting to think about there, there might be some DNA there. Um, and then, yeah, I've, obviously that could also lead to Carnosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think the most famous still images from both Dinosaurus and Carnosaur are of, you know... Yeah. <laughs> are of, of, of that. the fight at the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, that, that's... I mean, that's Dinosaurus. It's a very simple um, kind of... Uh, kind of premise um and uh i don't know to me i think i think its charm is in that i mean if you listen to matt giving that synopsis i mean it's weird and it's illogical and and but it, it really plays out um really well as like kind of a children's fantasy um you know it, it has a very childlike kind of purity to the storyline that um for me, held up is a, something really charming about it as an adult. I mean, when you revisit these movies you watch as kids, you know, I mean, half the time you realize when you were a kid you were an idiot and it was, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but this is one where it's like, 
you know, okay, remembering what you remember about, you know, they find a caveman who becomes friends with a little kid who is also friends with a brontosaurus. It's like, you can see where something like that might not work for you as an adult. But for me, it has a really organic kind of charm to it um, that I I just, I really find it endearing. I and. Um, there's like an innocence to this movie that um, I really enjoy um, as, you know, an old man. Um, but uh, yeah, Matt, uh, as, 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 the fr- as the dinosaurus uh, uh, rookie here, I mean, how did you feel about it? Yeah, uh, I agree with the charm and the sort of like innocence that it has. It's very simple, very straightforward. You know who the good guys are. You know who the villains are. Um, the, I got a kick out of the, uh, Julio and the, um, caveman riding on the back of the brontosaurus. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's a very fun movie. And I think if I had seen it as a child and what, like, and I would have been rewatching it now that I probably would have enjoyed it a bit more. And I, it's also, it's also a bit tainted because we recently watched Guanji. Oh, Guanji yeah. <laughs> I think is just a, a better movie. Right. But like. This is this is a lot of fun, and I enjoyed watching it. It's like you know, again, ninety minutes, really brisk, and it knows exactly what it's trying to to be. Um, and like, I don't know, I'm always down for stop motion dinosaurs. So, yeah, um, John, how do you feel about this one as a as a an, an old man like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, I watched it rewatched it recently within the last year and the audio commentary on the shout factory uh, blu-ray is really good and i just uh i remember whoever did the commentary uh said that the i think it was a husband and a wife who wrote it does yep. that sound right Bert? okay yeah yeah so it, I, it was okay. uh uh Yeaworth and his wife um it was their son that did the commentary but yeah they did okay. like the final like like script and they they more or less split it in half and wrote it together okay yeah so where i what i thought was interesting is the son said that the dad wrote the first half and then the mom wrote the second half and that's where it gets kind of funny and humorous with the caveman and i think the caveman in the modern setting added a lot to that movie so it wasn't just another "Ooh, the stop motion puppets are cool you know when the caveman was on screen it was actually you know, the people parts were actually pretty engaging. And the kid actor, you know, is a fairly endearing character. He's not like an annoying bratty kid. You know, I, th- I think he's a great character. So, yeah, just uh, I, I would say it's a solid film all around. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the uh, he's the anti-Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a little, I'm still not the most understanding of his relationship with the 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 with hacker like, who's the villain guy they say he's that like, he's his guardian but i don't exactly like i don't it's one of those things where like what where are his like parents <laughs> yeah it's very it's not super it's not super clear it's like the kid in guanji that walks around just hustling people all day and you're like <laughs> where are your parents child <laughs> oh. um i I think what makes him an endearing character, though, is you see like the abuse that he's going through at home, and he just he just seems like 
you're like how i don't know he's so sweet throughout yeah, the entire he's, movie he's, he's really <laughs> well he's also the opposite of the guanji kid in that he's really just trying to stay out of trouble that's it <laughs> yeah um but yeah even even some of the side characters in this movie are are really entertaining like there's the one for whatever reason they they get like the the town drunk to like watch over the dinosaurs <laughs> like while they're like still hibernating and it's like i mean like that character is uh like really like goofy and and just amusing um there's the one guy that's like their friend the 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 guy dumpy i don't know why like that's the worst name ever but like he's 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 enjoyable i mean yeah (laughs) um great yeah, he's the one that yells dinosaurus for some reason later on. Um, uh, I, I, they just were like, we need someone to yell it for the trailer. Go for it. Yeah. Um, he said the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, th- those characters are really, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's going back to what we were talking about with, with Guandry. I, I mean, when I watch a monster movie, I'm not looking for the these you know deep character studies i just need characters that are like you know they're fun to spend time with and and they're not just there to say exposition you know they're there to just i mean they just need to be entertaining enough to move the plot forward and a lot of movies now whether they're kaiju films or not i mean uh, you know are are so exposition heavy where uh the character is just there for exposition and then they think you know oh we'll give them like a witty one-liner and that'll be like, that's all we got to do. But like, I, I don't know. I, I like characters that like are, you know, I guess not so mechanical, you know, they're not, you know, they, they, they're more, they, they, they act like people and not like something to just explain something to the audience. <clears throat> um, but yeah, there, there's an earnestness to uh, this movie and a, a playfulness to it that, um, you know, I, I think is really indicative of the time period. And uh, it's something that, you know, I, I miss and uh, it's, it's part of what makes, you know, these kinds of movies from this era. Um, so, like, they're, they're like being wrapped in a warm blanket, you know, it's comfort food cinema yeah <laughs> um i will say i mean the, the animation is competent enough and um unlike most of the o'brien and harryhausen stuff the dinosaurs are more um brought to life by a combination of puppets and animation um and and i actually think the puppets are decently well done. They're they're consistent with how the the, the stop motion dinosaurs look. Um, like the puppet T Rex looks a lot like the the animated T Rex. Like usually yeah. when they mix stuff like that up, uh, I mean even in the Godzilla movies when they switch from like a suit to a puppet, like it almost looks like it's two different monsters, and yeah. that uh, that has its own charm to it. But uh, it, it it it's consistent here at least. Yeah, I I agree, and I, I you, even stuff like 
recent Godzilla stuff, uh, you think of, well, I say recent, but like Godzilla 84, you have the very different Cybot versus the suit and some of the Heisei era stuff. The the transitions from like the animatronics to the <clears throat> the normal suit are, look very different, but yeah, they, yeah. they did a pretty good job here. Um, uh, I will say, and uh, I, 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 we, we brought this up when we did Guanji. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I, I think the dinosaurs are cool. I think the stop motion is, I mean, it's not as good as you'd get from Obi or, or Harryhausen, but, um, you know, the stop motion is, is competent. Um, but it's missing that little touch that, you know, an O'Brien or a Harryhausen would, would do with their creatures in that, um, you know, you watch Guanji and even though he's just a big, dumb Allosaurus, um, he is almost like a character, and that's that's what I think is really special about Harryhausen's work and O'Brien's work. Um, because like if anyone else were animating on those films, the monsters would just be like you know just ferocious beasts, and that's more or less what they are in this. Um, you know they don't have that extra um, those extra movements uh, that make them more than that. If that if that makes sense, yeah. There, there's like a it like lacks some of the fluidity of like a Guanji. I think that was kind of the biggest thing that I noticed. I don't know. Yeah, but it, like I, I like, I like the, stuff the, like um like you know when you see Guanji and and he stops to like scratch his his ear or whatever <laughs> yeah. like stuff like that that like extra. That little extra push is, is is what I think make makes those monsters really special, um, and and where these you know that's where these lack a little bit. Agree. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really have a whole lot of complaints with Dinosaurus. I mean, um. You know, I mean, it, it's a silly movie, it's a dumb movie, um, uh, but it's one that um, I have a lot of nostalgia for, and one that um, kind of, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the further we get, the more charming old movies like this get to me. So, you know, I'm not going to pretend it's this amazing movie or anything, but um, it has a really kind of... Um, uh, I don't know. It kind of has like a, a, a special place for me, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any. There's nothing in this that made me wish like, oh, I wish there were, they did this differently, or like, there, there's nothing in it that made me like, I don't know. I don't really have like a big gripe with it. So, how many uh, kids with ambiguous parent figure, parental figures, out of? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, honestly, I mean, I'm okay giving it a three, um, because I know that like a lot of the personal feelings I have towards it aren't, aren't feelings mo some people are going to have, and they're not necessarily, um, indicative of the movie. Like, uh, for me, it's like, this movie represents a really good time capsule of like what these kind of B movies were like at the time that I really like, and like I have my own nostalgic attachment to it. As a movie, though, as a dinosaur movie, um, 
I mean, yeah, you can watch uh, uh, Harryhausen or uh, or something like that and and get a lot of that, but better. So as a movie, I'm I'm at like a three. Um, but it's like a, a solid recommendable three. Like, I mean, if you've see, if you've gone through the Harryhausen filmography, if you've watched all the you know O'Brien stuff, um, you know you've watched all the classic classic dinosaur movies, and you're like, well, where, what's another good thing I can watch? And you know, on a rainy day or or whatever, um, throw on Dinosaurus, and you'll you you you'll probably have a good time with it. So it's a three, but like it's a it's a very strong recommendable three. Um, John, where are you at? I'm between three and three and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm at a three, but it's a like it's a fun three. It's not like yeah. a three where like I'm giving it because like it's it's like in the middle. It's because I think it does a lot of stuff really well. That's that's recommendable. Yeah. Did you watch this one with Landon? I did not actually. Yes. Uh, See, I, I bet I bet if you watch this with him, I bet he'll he'll probably get a kick out of it. Well, I did watch the next movie with him and Sarah. Oh, so, that was a mistake. A, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, we were we had a blast. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um So, uh anyway, Dinosaurus uh um yeah, I mean uh uh check it out if you haven't and if you've seen all the classics. Um the the Kino Lorber Blu-ray is really good and they have a lot of sales on their web store a lot. So, I mean uh pick up the blu-ray it's like got a really good uh, uh documentary on there um uh check it out so um next uh we are gonna go to planet of dinosaurs um which is another one like i said i i i these two movies i probably watched within weeks of each other um so uh once again this is kind of a childhood um favorite uh i guess um uh <clears throat> so planet of dinosaurs is uh, an independent movie uh from 1977 um honestly uh if people who have seen it are hearing this they might be like what what um but uh it had a budget i mean l- low budget but on a decent end of low budget for the 70s it was a uh, 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 a budget of um, just under a million dollars, if what I'm seeing is true, which uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, this is an independent movie, and it, it actually launched uh, quite a few um, careers of some people that are now veteran uh, special effects people. Um, uh, the main three uh, people that... Um, this kind of uh, uh, was the launching pad for our um, uh, um, <clears throat> Doug Beswick, who um, was the primary animator, so most of the actual animation was done by him. Um, he actually started as an assistant to uh, watching um, 
Uh, I had mentioned uh, uh, when we talked about Dinosaurus, um, Chang eventually started a new company called Excelsior that did uh, educational films, including some dot-motion dinosaur uh, shorts. Um, but he started, uh, uh, Doug Beswick actually started as an assistant on those, um, but he's got credits on Star Wars, King Kong Lives, Gremlins 2, Ghostbusters, The Howling, Aliens, Beetlejuice, Evil Dead 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, um, a lot of classic movies that this guy went on to uh, work on. Um, and then there was also Jim Opperl, who uh, um, wrote the story for Planet of Dinosaurs, um, but he also um, uh, worked on uh, the special effects side as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, he uh, uh, he still does work on major movies, um, uh, primarily for Tippett Studios, Phil Tippett's company. Um, so he's worked on a lot of more recent stuff like, um, you know, Hellboy, uh, Twilight, um, even even Mad God, the Tippett movie. But um, uh, he also uh, worked on The Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Gate, Ghostbusters, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so, I mean, gone on to do a lot of big, uh, uh, really big uh, and significant movies. Um, then the third guy is Steven Cherkis, who helped produce Planet. Um, but uh, he designed and constructed the dinosaurs. Um, he's got credit, uh, uh, smaller uh, movie credits, um, but on things like Caveman, you know, the Ringo Starr um, 1 million BC parody, um, Jason of Star Command, uh, Dreamscape. Um, he actually kind of quit the movie business to become a, a paleontologist. Um, uh, he, but he also did uh, write the biography of Herbert Dolly, who um, uh, kind of uh, helped pioneer stop-motion monsters and dinosaurs uh, with Willis O'Brien on, you know, Ghost of Slumber Mountain. And there's a whole drama that uh, uh, between those two. Um, uh, but Cherkis's research is actually what uh, brought out Herbert Dolly's side of that feud that for so long nobody knew about. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, this movie kind of came about when um, Opperl and Cherkis, uh they were already friends and animators um, and worked together on their own little projects. They met the director of Planet of Dinosaurs, James Shea, through some mutual friends, and then they later brought in Doug Beswick, who was a friend of theirs, um, and uh, they were, I guess, just like, hey, let's make a movie. Um uh, and anyone that's seen the movie, uh, this shouldn't come as any surprise, but, uh, yeah, most of that budget, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, most of the budget went towards the stop motion and the special effects, which is why that stuff is excellent. And then everything else about it is like bottom of the barrel, like Z grade <laughs> B movie fare, um, uh, but yeah, all that money went towards the special effects, basically. Um, uh, and uh, I mean that 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 got to the point where um, you know actors had to you know they had to sign kind of a partial um, deferments for their contracts. Um, the one actress, um, Derna Wild, in the movie, she's the one that does the the I forget what they call it, the dance in the middle of the movie, she, uh, she never got paid <laughs> for, for being in this. Um, uh, and then, you know, some of the props were like, um, uh, 
like uh you know the fermented berry juice it was it was like basically like grape Kool-Aid um and uh yeah I mean the movie was filmed really cheaply um in in the California desert um it's actually the same desert where they've they did filming for like some episodes of Star Trek I think the fight with uh William Shatner and the Gorn that famous fight in Star Trek <laughs> yeah, was was so. filmed there um but yeah I mean uh uh the the all the money went into the 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 dinosaurs and the special effects and uh it absolutely shows um because there is a huge gap in quality between like the special effects in this movie should not be in this movie it should be in a better movie yeah um yeah uh, and i i guess you know their concept of just a planet of dinosaurs um was uh you know um you know these guys. They, I guess, they wanted to adapt a novel by or, or a story of some kind by uh, the, uh, a guy named J- David Gerald uh, called Death Beast, which I'm not familiar with. But apparently, it involved m- monsters or dinosaurs or something. Uh, yeah, it was definitely dinosaurs. Yeah, they were like dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, like in space. And um, I don't know. I, I'm sure they probably needed to like pay to, you know, get the rights to that or something and instead they were just like oh let's just make our own planet of dinosaurs thing um uh but yeah uh yeah this is definitely one that uh um i think everyone that knows about it (laughs) watch it as a kid um uh and uh yeah i mean when i say um the dinosaur stuff is like on another level from the rest of the movie like i really mean it um but uh yeah i guess i mean it's a very simple plot though um i so there's a a company that has some you know launched some people into space uh I don't think they ever really say why, but I, I they think, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think uh, uh, I don't. I don't know that. Um, you know, I don't know if they're the ships are kind of for a commercial venture or if it was a colonization thing or what. But uh, I don't know. The movie doesn't seem to care too much about it. Um, but they crash on this planet. This. Uh, basically like Earth, only uh, in the prehistoric age. And so there are dinosaurs around every corner waiting to kill these people. Um, <laughs> and that is honestly it. I mean, uh, uh, most of the movie is um, what uh, I would call uh, uh, the subgenre, uh, the people walking subgenre. Um, oh, perfect way to put it. I would totally, yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> like, uh, I know when we talked about Half Human, we were like, yes, half this movie is like people walking around the, the, the snow. Yep. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, this is definitely... Yeah, and a, Reptosaurus, too. That was oh, yeah, Reptosaurus, oh, Reptos- yeah Rep- Reptosaurus is a huge people walking movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a, a people walk, and then uh, they complain a lot. Um some complaining is understandable when you are uh, uh, shipwrecked on another planet full of dinosaurs. But like these people complain about like 
the, I'm hungry. Like, I mean, like, it's like listening to your kid, like, complain. Um, <laughs> they drop their, uh, their rations for the day and refuse to go and get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, every now and then though, um, they'll, uh, they'll have a rest stop where, where they'll decide <laughs> to sit and complain. Um, and between all of that, you know, uh, sometimes we get some really cool looking, uh, stop motion dinosaurs that come and eat someone or, uh, or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of this movie is people, uh, complaining and walking, um, and that's Planet of Dinosaurs. Uh, so, um, like I said, this is a movie that I have some some nostalgic uh, uh, attachment to. Um, unlike Dinosaurus, this is one where, as an adult, when I go back to it, I struggle a little bit. Um, and I, I did struggle a little bit this time. Um, However, I mean, uh, there's still a little, there is still a warm, fuzzy feeling that comes with it, even, even if it's not, you know, the, the most engaging watch, there is, um, there, there's enough charm and stuff there that kind of keeps me, keeps me there. Um, I will admit that my copy of this movie is the DVD of the Rift Tracks version of it. That's understandable. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's yeah, and and that does have the option where you can, um, you know, I mean, you can watch the movie with or without the riff the riff tracks. Um, and uh, I probably watched this like half and half. Um, whenever it started to get like too boring and too much people walking, I would turn on the riff tracks, and then like when it would pick up again, I would turn it off. Um, uh, and that did kind of help the dryness <laughs> of, of, of the, 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 the human plot line go down a little, a little better for me, I will admit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen this movie a handful of times at this point. I watched it a lot as a kid and as an adult, I've maybe watched it two, three times, but, uh, I don't know. How, how does, uh, how does planet of dinosaurs hold up for, for you after, you know, 30 years or whatever <laughs> my uh i think i still have my original vhs copy somewhere i mean that's i i got it as a kid i watched it a bunch i, I want to say it actually had a trailer for godzilla 85 but i, I could be misremembering that um but it might have i had a trailer for some kind of godzilla i know that uh I know that one of the companies that put it out was Good Times, and I know I don't think yeah, they did eighty four, but they did they did a handful of Godzilla movies. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, but I actually, I really enjoy this movie. It is terrible, but it's like the kind of terrible that like can I'm on board with. Um, watched it with Landon. Watched it with Sarah. We were just we were like riffing on it the entire time. Landon got a kick out of the one dude getting like gore, like gored by the. Uh, Centrosaurus, Styracosaurus, Triceratops-looking thing. That was that that death sequence, by the way. Is oh, that fantastic. part's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the stop motion is, I mean, it really is great. And uh, I, I love the part when they're trying to lure the T Rex out of the, his cave, and he's actually behind him. <laughs> <So, God, laughs> that sucks for you guys. 
How did they not hear him? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's a great it's a great point. But there's there's a lot of I think fun moments to be had um, if you can get past the people walking, which there is a lot of. Uh, shout out to the one chick to like jumping into the water to to go after the guy and then gets eaten alive for it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I need to go out there too, and then she gets immediately just demolished by the whatever that thing was. Uh, but it's it's a really fun movie that I do have a lot of nostalgia for. The thing that I remember the most as a kid is the opening credit sequence and the music that plays. That like oh, yeah. synth and the dinosaur stars and everything. That's awesome. The rest yeah, of the score cool. is like somebody just wanted to get on like some weird thing and make noises and then like <laughs> shake a rattle. Like yeah, for and there's like straight. weird like farting sounds and stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> really bizarre. But uh, I mean, I. I get a kick out of watching it and my wife actually liked it. So it's the kind of bad movie that she could get into. So, I mean, to me, that's like, that's what matters. And it, I, I enjoyed watching it with both of them. This is definitely a movie that is probably best watched with other people. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. This is one you need to watch with, with others. It's going to be on the negative, like rating scale. Like it's that kind of movie. Right. What about you, John? Uh- so for me, uh, that is quite possibly the first live action movie I ever saw. I, I oh wow, it, yeah, it was either that or Land That Time For God, but it was one of those two. So for me, I can watch it pretty often, and I enjoy it mostly because one, it takes me back to when I was four years old, and then two, just as we said, the stop motion dinosaurs are so awesome. But yeah, I think okay. One of my first memories, you know, you know how it's weird how you lose your memories as you get older. But I'm positive, like one of my first memories is that scene of the T Rex biting the smaller Allosaurus on the head. Like there's yeah. that shot. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like I swear that's one of my earliest memories ever. And, and the so crunching sounds. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. So again, I mean, yeah, obviously the acting is really bad. Um, the walking is kind of boring. I think, you know what my problem is? I grew up kind of in an area like that. Like I, I lived in a, a house that was just located in the desert like that with no neighbors. So like, I would just go walk around outside. So for me, watching those people just walk through the desert reminded me of my backyard. <laughs> so that might be another nostalgia aspect of it. So, I mean, yeah, that's a movie I can watch like once a year around like Christmas time because I think I associate it with Christmas. Like somebody gave it to me on VHS I mean, probably yeah. around Christmas. Yeah, so it's I don't know. Um, it's more of a time machine for me. You know, right. Not a very good movie, but yeah, as a time machine, I can probably watch that like once a year. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, the the. Yeah, Matt, I didn't I uh, the guy that gets impaled um uh that it's funny that that guy is probably like the of of the whiners, which is like most of the cast. Um that guy is probably like the funniest cuz like he just doesn't even want to like do anything. Like he yeah. he doesn't want to yeah. They're like we need to walk over here and he's like I don't want to. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, uh, like we have to. What, what? what do you mean? <laughs> what kind of relationship does he have with the 
the the the girl who dances. It's a dance of desire. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I I don't quite understand a lot of the relationships in this movie. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, she's like massaging him, and like, are they together? But she's also the employer. But then she's like immediately with the other guy that gets. I don't know. It's very well. That's also the, like the. Um, <laughs> There's this like subplot about like the captain. Um, oh yeah, where he like sucks at his job and like he's not very like confident in himself yeah. and like the other guy with all these guys have big mustaches except for one of them. So I was I was gonna say the guy with the big mustache, but I realize yeah. that's not narrowing it down very much. One has he has the beard. The yeah, the, the yeah, yeah the but uh, yeah the captain wears like orange and the other guy wears blue. <laughs> so the guy in the blue like kind of like is more assertive and like almost like tries to like take over the mission a little bit and and I was blue but like I was confused a little bit about like uh like at the end they they like ha- there's a time jump and we see like a few years into the future where we have uh, the two women and the three guys that survived and like the i i was like the i don't know which of those guys was supposed to like be the one that the one girl was like in love with or i don't know i i had a hard time tracking the relationships with some of these people just That's, to begin with it's fine they got mostly eaten or killed by dinosaurs the one <laughs> dinosaur i felt bad with felt bad for was the oh uh, like a stegosaurus they club that sucker in the head <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, <laughs> i don't know the 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 stegosaurus like gets killed by the t-rex you're th- i um, oh, no it, what's the one they like club one in the in no the no head uh, like, eight like eight-year-old me would be extremely disappointed in 38-year-old me who can't remember <laughs> the name of this dinosaur um but it's like an ankylosaurus type dinosaur yeah yeah Yeah, they just walk they they basically just jump them and (laughs) and tie them up and uh and uh you know i don't know and and it's weird like instead of like cooking him for food they kind of like use it as bait for the t-rex right yeah yeah they're they're trying to poison the t-rex by like painting him in the (laughs) the berry juice yeah yeah did they ever say why they didn't just go somewhere else on the planet? Like <laughs> that was well, that was like one of the things they fight about is like the one guy keeps wanting to go to a plateau, and then there's still all the same dinosaurs there, and in fact, there's probably more of them up on this plateau for whatever reason. <laughs> and they're like, "We should leave," and the guy's like, "No, we're going to stay here. It's more safe. We're going to build a stockade." And the T Rex like immediately just walks through it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> um... like... <laughs> There's also a giant spider for some reason. Oh, yeah. That thing was awesome, though. Um, one thing that's kind of neat is uh, we have a cameo by our friend, the Redosaurus. Yeah. Um, from Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Uh, he's uh, very small and goes out like a punk, but uh, he's there. <laughs> um, and um, from what I understand, uh, you know, I mean, Harryhausen, he liked to visit, you know, the sets of other stop motion movies. So he actually did visit the animation studio when they were making planet of dinosaurs. And, um, you know, uh, they were saying, you know, the beast from 20,000 fathoms is like their favorite Harryhausen monster. And, um, he actually gave, he actually gave them permission to do that. Like he was like, 
which is sweet. Yeah, he was like, yeah, go for it. Like, I don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, so it's a fun homage, even though, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's it's not the most gratifying scene because he just shows up and gets killed, but um, it's a fun homage, and Harryhausen was cool enough to just be like, "I look, I go for it, man." I, <laughs> um, so yeah, he actually gave his blessing for that. Um, uh, one thing in uh, about Planet of Dinosaurs is that, uh, like a lot of kind of independent films um, that are made by people who don't really know much about film. Um, shocker, I know that the guy that made this might not know what he's doing. Um, but uh, he didn't copyright it. Um, oh. So that's so the movie's in public domain, which is why it's had a billion VHS releases and it's being paired with stuff like Dinosaurus. And, um, and uh, uh, why I have a Rift Tracks DVD of it. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, kind of unfortunate, uh, because that guarantees no one's getting paid, <laughs> not just for making the movie, but after the movie as well. Um, uh, that, so that being said, that does mean it's very easy to, to find. Um, isn't it kind of weird that, uh, you know, what, cause I mean, now, um, we're in a, a, a a market where home video itself is almost super niche. And because of that, there's companies like um, Severin and Synapse and Vinegar Syndrome that will, um, like, they'll go for some of that low-hanging fruit and do a really nice Blu-ray of it because no one else is doing it, kind of, basically. Um, so yeah, isn't it, it, it's kind of surprising to me that like a vinegar syndrome or someone hasn't done a Blu-ray of Planet of Dinosaurs. Um, and I don't know if maybe the, the, the materials to really restore it really nicely are there or what, but, um, every copy of this thing, to my knowledge, looks pretty rough, I have a, a fairly nice DVD of it. I'm looking through my little cabinet right now so I can uh, bust it out, maybe read some of the specs. But I remember that... Uh, Is it the... I know Retro Media did like an anniversary version that had like a commentary and stuff like that's that. That's the I know. one, yeah. It's got the commentary. Yeah. I just found it. So I, I don't remember how great the picture quality is, but I, I remember the commentary was fairly... Uh, uh, Decent. It's uh, yeah. James K. Shage and Opperell, Doug Beswick, and Steve uh, Cesar. Uh, okay, okay. so, so Cherkis, Chir- yeah, Cherkis. Okay, yeah. So that's so, okay. So uh, yeah, the, you got all the important people on the yeah. commentary. Um, it's but yeah, I mean, uh, it's still though. I mean, it's it's overdue for a new. For, it's overdue for a Blu-ray. Um, I yeah. buy it. They, they say that they called it from one of the last remaining 35 millimeter sources for this uh, old DVD. Okay. So, that's so, that's, so that stuff might be out there somewhere. No, yeah. I mean, if like Vinegar Syndrome or, or someone did Planet of the Dinosaurs, like I would, like I would get that in a heartbeat. Um, because of its uh, public domain status, um, it actually did get a novelization. Uh, I want to say in, I mean, within, I want to say like that was probably within the last 15 years or so. 
Um, I haven't read it, but I, I know that, um, uh, uh, I know the guy that wrote it was, um, like, (laughs) um, I know he more or less approached it as if it was like a real story. (laughs) Uh, his name's, uh, the author's name is Alan McNeil, but I, I know that like, he really like got into like, um, like making the characters fleshed out and like giving us an idea of like what things what what was going on before they they go on their mission and stuff like that um i couldn't tell you specifics and i haven't read it but i i heard it's like actually kind of like a real like book <laughs> you know like he took it really seriously um I don't know, John. Uh, did you ever get the novel? No, I honestly I don't really understand. I understand taking a novel and turning it into a movie. I've never understood taking like a movie and turning it into a novel. I'm kind of glad you said that because yeah, the whole, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 with you in that I don't really get novelizations, and I've said this before. I think on here. Um, and I mean, we even interviewed the guy that writes the MonsterVerse novelizations, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really like, I guess I see novelizations as being only for people that like are so in love with a movie's storyline that like they need to get into like the inner <laughs> yeah. thoughts of the characters yeah. and stuff like that. And I've just they never, wanna, they want to fix plot holes. Yeah, so yeah, stuff like that. Okay, this is where I'll plug myself, where I talk about writing. You know, I write novels now. And, like, writing action scenes and, and certain descriptions is really hard. You know, novels are better for deep emotional stories for like with, like, lots of dialogue and stuff like that. But when you're, like, Godzilla punches Kong, and then Kong bites Godzilla, and, then, like, <laughs> that's not very interesting. And that yeah. is only a template for a movie that you want to see made. So, I mean, even with my stuff, yeah, with action scenes, it doesn't work well in a book. I only write those novels because I want to see them turned into a movie. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I I think some of the novelization stuff, if they're actually pulling from, like, unused ideas in scripts, I find that a little interesting. Yeah, me too. But, like, that's it. None of the other stuff has any, like, I, I don't... Actually, yeah, novelizations story, can wanna... sometimes give you an idea of like an earlier version of a script or um or or something like that because sometimes, you know, the the writer is only given like a script and then you'll, you know, uh then by the time the movie is out, the movie is something completely different. Like stuff like that's happened before. Um, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on the guy who novelized Planet of the Dinosaurs cuz I mean, I can see I can see his viewpoint of Okay, this was a really cool movie. I want to write a better version of it. So, like, I, I, you know, I could see myself doing that with Legend of the Dinosaurs. You guys know me. <laughs> you know, so, like, I can, I respect it. But I mean, typically speaking, though, I do not think like Legendary needs to have people novelizing the MonsterVerse movies and all that. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that uh, I. It's weird that it's still uh, common, and I, um, yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised at like how many movies still get novelizations like um it's it, it's actually like pretty cr- jason x had a novelization like <laughs> uh, like oh, gosh. you know it, 
Now that the sex scenes make sense because that's Friday the Thirteenth, like as a <laughs> yeah, franchise, yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. But yeah, the planet of dinosaurs. Dinos- well, yeah, that's another thing I often say because you said sex scenes. Um, uh, I often say, uh, you know, I mean, we've all like um, watched a bad movie or something and um, said like, "Oh, that was terrible." You know, the acting and the sets. Um, it was it was as bad as in a porn movie and. Nine times out of ten, when that expression is used, it's used as an exaggeration to kind of nail, like, oh, this is how bad I thought this thing was. But I, Planet of Dinosaurs, legitimately, the acting and the sets and stuff and the costumes, uh, <laughs> they legitimately feel like they're <laughs> out of a porn, out of a, a, do, a, yeah. a porn movie. Like, it, 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 Planet of Dinosaurs is 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 like. It's a porn movie without the sex <laughs> and with a lot of really cool stop motion dinosaurs. Yeah. Like that that that's probably a, the most accurate uh way I can describe just the overall vibe <laughs> of Planet of Dinosaurs. Um And yeah, I guess John uh, there were uh uh it sounds like most of the stuff they wanted to put in the movie they put in here, but it sounds like they're uh the, at one point, there was going to be like a, a alien race uh, that uh, the like lizard people or something that they were going to interact with. Yeah, so this comes uh, from Mark Berry's excellent dinosaur filmography, and yeah, so it was it wasn't specific uh, as to whether or not it was reptilian aliens as we know them from like V and other popular culture, but there was supposed to be some sort of super intelligent dinosaur species that was kind of humanoid i guess that would be competition for the human characters and they just decided it was too ambitious if that's um true. well i know uh i know jim operal said that um they 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 were the idea was kind of they would be like kind of dinosaurs that uh evolved into like reptilian sort of cavemen and um uh he he said, you know, um, it, it sounds. He said one thing. He said when he made that comment was that um, it's. He felt like it's probably for the best they didn't get to do that anyway because it would. Uh, it, because what they wanted to do is this is very similar to the stuff David Allen, um, uh, the concepts David Allen had for like the lizard men and uh, the primevals, which. Um, I mean, that movie is finally about to get released, but just to yeah. tell you how far back Primevals goes. I know, um, that's insane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> going all the way back to the 70s, you know, that those are concepts that David Allen had for Primevals in the 70s that, you know. Um, but, uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, which probably means they would probably look like the creatures if you've watched, you know, the Primevals trailer or um, even... Um, and they almost even reminded me of uh, the alien things in um, Laser Blast, if you've seen Laser Blast. Um, which is similar to this in that it's like a horrible movie with amazing stop motion. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess it would have been interesting. Uh, it, you know, it would have helped break up the uh, monotony of, you know, more walking and complaining. But, um, but yeah, uh... I really dig the design of the dinosaurs. Um, 
there's something to the uh, the texture of you know their scales and stuff that um, feels unique to this movie that um, like an, it's an aesthetic that I I really jive with. Yeah, me too. The, the, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the scales. And the, yeah, it's these. The yeah, they they have this really unique, like bumpy um, skin that. Yeah. It looks a little different from other dinosaur movies. Yeah, I could like see them in the uh, Dino De Laurentiis King Kong. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. If well, only that movie had uh, these cool <laughs> stop-motion dinosaurs in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do want to talk briefly about the puppets for the water dinosaur. Yeah. See. So somebody online, I don't know who, has like turned up some behind-the-scenes photos of this thing. And it's really pretty cool. Um, it's just an upper torso with the front flippers. and But it's it's cool to look at. And they have like shots of it like biting the lady's arm and just still shots and behind the yeah. scenes of them in the water. So yeah, if you're a fan of the movie, just really just type in planet of dinosaurs and go through the images and you'll eventually stumble across it. And it's pretty. Yeah, no, uh, Jim Opperl, Um, I think, I think, uh, the director, um, James Shea, I know Steven Cherkis, I know they've passed away. Um, and, uh, um, but Jim Arporal, he he posts online sometimes, and sometimes he'll post stuff from like his collection of photos from Planet of Dinosaurs, and that that's probably where those photos first came out. But yeah, no, it's a cool puppet. It reminds me of the um, uh, the dinosaurs in like uh, Land That Time Forgot, and like the yeah. Amicus dinosaur puppets. It's it's a neat uh, little puppet. Um, yeah, it doesn't have much screen time, uh, but yeah, if you Google the that you know, you can see some some better pictures that show more of it and stuff. It's 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 fairly well done. Um, but uh, yeah, this is one that um this this movie does bring back memories for me. Um, I have a, a comment from Jim Opperl. Um, um, he said, uh, James Shea, um. I mean, I don't. I don't think there was ever any serious discussion. But uh, um, Pearl did say that uh, um, Jim Shea had an outline for a sequel, um, and uh, he said, "I'll just read it because I have it right in front of me." He said, uh, "I saw Jim Shea's outline for a sequel, but I don't know if he ever got it as far as a script." It basically concerned a rescue mission fighting against time and a natural disaster that could destroy the planet. If a sequel ever happened to be made, I'd love to see the dinosaurs done with stop motion, but I don't know if an audience of today would accept that technique. Yeah, that sucks. Um, uh, but yeah, um, he, um, I guess uh, if they were to do a sequel, it would have been about a rescue mission, and um, it sounds like there was some kind of, you know, natural disaster that would have uh, basically doomed the planet of dinosaurs, and it's about trying to get them off the planet before it, I don't know, blows up or whatever. Um, I'd watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Planet of Dinosaurs. Um, it's uh, it, it's a movie that, yeah, if, if you're watching with friends, um, 
it'll be a good watch. If you're watching alone, uh, especially in the middle of the movie, you might, um, you might need a, you know, I don't know, drink an energy drink or something, you know, <laughs> get some coffee, you know, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people our age have pretty nice, fuzzy, warm memories of it, so. Um, I don't know, uh, should we give our ratings? <coughs> yeah, um, what's a good... <laughs> trying to There's think a, a good few, um... Dances of Desire. There's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Dance of Desire. How many? Yeah, how many Dances of Desire out of five? Um, I'm going to use the 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 negative scale on this um, because I mean, obviously, uh, I'm going to give it a negative three and a half. I actually have a lot of fun with this. Uh, the thing that detracts from it is, as Bird, you mentioned, that the middle portion of it 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 does lull, and uh, it is a lot of like walking from place to place, um, sitting think, down and resting. Yeah. Yes. Sitting down and resting and then more walking. And, uh, if you, if they had done something different with that or, uh, you know, whatever that would have been, I think this would have been rated higher, but I'm at a negative three and a half, but it is a really fun movie that I do enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, on a negative scale of a movie, a bad movie, where, like, the further negative you get, the more enjoyable it is. I mean, a three, three and a half is probably probably, probably good for it. Um, on a normal rating scale, I mean, uh, I would give it maybe a two and a half. Um, That's fair. It probably deserves more of a two, but because the, the extra half is for, like, a lot of, you know, some... some uh, you know, nostalgic memories and, um, and, and stuff like that. Um, the dinosaurs are excellent. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, John, how many, uh, thankless Redosaurus cameos do you give this out of five? Three. Yeah. Three of them actually. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one where, like, if someone's listening to this and they haven't seen it and they're like, oh, I'm going to go watch Planet of Dinosaurs, I, I you know, you, your experience is going to be different from ours because this is a yeah. movie we all saw as kids. <laughs> and, if yep. you, and if you don't have that uh, connection, um, you'll definitely like the dinosaur stuff, but uh, you're, you're going to need a little, um, you know, you're, you're going to need a little bit of uh, help with some of the other stuff, and that's understandable um but yeah that's our planet of dinosaurs uh dinosaurus double feature which apparently was an actual vhs uh release at some point so we're validated um yeah no i I was trying (laughs) to find pictures of it online and i couldn't but i know that i had it yeah yeah um all right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, anything? Uh, any last complaints, comments, emotional outbursts? Uh, yeah, I said everything I needed to All say. Right. All right. Well, John, once again, thank you for joining us. Um, it's always a pleasure. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to get you on quicker this time. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, everyone at home, thank you for listening. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.